This is Trigger Point, episode 38. My name's Serena, and sitting across from me is my co-host, Peter. Hello, Peter. Hi, everyone. So it's been two months yep. since we've last <laughs> sat across <laughs> each other and recorded. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we did say we were going on two week, two months holiday because yes. um, you were going overseas. Uh, there was a few things happening in my life, just... <laughs> yeah well i mean you know real life does trump our you know digital ones and zeros that gets transmitted globally yes <laughs> um but yeah one of the reasons was because i was on holidays um i was in germany and austria for three weeks uh went snowboarding in saint anton which mm. was terrible by the way well so not worth it so it, not worth it. <laughs> it normally is worth it, right? It was just that time of the year or what, what happened? No, this year, well, this year the the the, the weather was just, just wasn't that great. We didn't have a lot of like fresh snow there. Right. So, um I think of the 10 days that we were at St. Anton, only the last 2 days was snowing. Yeah. Um and like Prior to that, all the snow was just like what I would get in Australia. So it was like I had spent so much freaking money just to get what I would have gotten in Australia. Damn it. But that is what skiing is about, right? You never really know what you're going to get. True. But the other thing was like St. Anton is not a mountain for snowboarders. It oh. really isn't. Okay. If you're a snowboarder, I I I strongly suggest you don't go to Saint Anton. I I suggest to stay away from Saint Saint Anton. That's more for what skiing. It's a skiers oh, okay. resort. Um, not that there's any issue with that. It's the way that the mountains are designed. Because as a snowboarder, we we can't. If there's any uphill, we stop and we're stuck. Okay. Okay. We can't go anywhere. Okay. If you're on skis, you can kind of like you know just like skate across if it's a flat plane for like a while you can skate across with minimal effort yeah okay snowboarders can't (laughs) because your legs are strapped in legs are strapped in you know if i stop i stop okay (laughs) there's nothing else i can do um like you sit on your butt and kind of like squidgy up Um, so there's nothing that we can do, but there's a lot of like slight uphills in St. Anton's. Oh, That's okay. fine if you're a skier, but it's not fine if you're a snowboarder. Right. Okay? So that didn't help the situation. So every, yeah. like, it just meant that there's so many breaks that I didn't need to have that okay. I kind of like, okay, I'm strapped myself, walk over here and then I can put on everything and then I have to go again. Um, and St. Anton is like this giant face mountain. There's like no interesting terrains. It's like just this giant face. Like, oh, okay. I don't know. Um, Did your friends ski, ski or snowboard? So two of us snowboard and one skied. Oh, okay. So my friend who skied, he loved it. He thought it was the best place ever. <laughs> uh, me and my friend who was snowboarding, we got so bored we actually stopped for a day and um, went to a town instead. Oh, shit. <laughs> we were like... This is really, this is really boring. Um, there's nothing to do. <laughs> you know what? Um, I don't need to be here for all ten days. Um, let's go for a, a one day trip somewhere. So that's all we did. <laughs> Are there like reviews of these places? Uh, that you could have looked at, like you know, like you said, it's not good for snowboarders. Obviously, you guys can't be the first snowboarders who think this. Yeah, but I don't know. I I don't know if there's actually like a place for 
people to discuss these type of things. But um, no, the the reason why we went as well is because my friend actually had been to St. Anton before. Oh, the one who skis? Well, both the ski and, and the snowboard. They've both oh, been there okay. before. Um, so, so the skier really wanted to go back and, you know, mm. we were like, oh, well, well, I haven't been, so I was like, I might as well have a try. Mm-hmm. Um, but your snowboarder friend didn't warn you? See, she thought that she didn't enjoy as much at the time was because she didn't have as great of a skill as she did now. Oh, right. So okay. she blamed it on herself. So she thought, she thought it was, oh, maybe it's just because I wasn't, you know, uh, if I could do more of these other runs, then it'd be more interesting. We went pretty much every single run. We Well, no, like all the different terrains and stuff like that, yep. right? It was still boring. <laughs> and the thing is, like, if you go to St. Anton, Austria, you're, half the people go there for, like, the apres-ski. The what? Uh, apres-ski. Basically, you're not skiing. You're you're going onto this like um, you're going to this pub on the mountain uh-huh. and drink. <laughs> That's called apres ski. So okay, you, okay. It, it's it's when you when you drink on the slopes, right? Okay, okay. okay. Um, and there's uh, there's I think it's called the. Well, Rosa... you like that, don't you? Yeah, but I if I if I'm going on a snowboarding trip with like these two friends, yeah. we don't drink. Oh, okay. Like, like or at least not to the point where I would. You know, because the whole point of like apres skiing is, you know, you drink, you drink a lot, uh, and so one and and in in Austria in this mountain area, it is very renowned for that. Like people, oh. like that is one of the things people do. Okay. So some people don't even go for skiing; they just go for the apres ski part. Of okay. It, okay. Okay. Um, but like me and my other friends, like, my, like me and these two friends of mine, like we're we're pretty um, focused. Okay. On 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 the skiing snowboarding yep. if we're going yep. on these trips, so we may have like you know one or two beers at night for, with dinner and yep. that's it, and we sleep like really early. Yeah. Because like we get to bed at like you know nine o'clock, like before Correct. ten o'clock, okay. and then yep. we wake up at six to, you know, do first lifts and everything, right? Um. And this is not the so drinking is not part of that. No. Okay. No, like not. with these with these two friends of mine, like it is all about the skiing and snowboarding. It's to you know do all the hard runs and like all the yeah. crazy areas. Like yep. it's a bit different if I go with another group of my friends, yep. um, and we're in in that sense, it's much more mild. Like socializing, socializing. You know, we drink, we play games at night. You yep. know, um, you we we have dinner. We'll we'll get a little bit drunk. Yeah, and you know the next day you probably won't wake up until like at at earliest like eight o'clock maybe nine wake up have a bit of thing to eat then go for a few runs then go have lunch then go for, like it's much much more yeah yeah relaxed it's a relaxing ski trip whereas it's not a, it's not a relaxing ski trip with these two friends like we, we're hardcore like okay yeah. let's let's try and go to this place and we'll plan our routes so yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. if we go to this mountain we can make it to this mountain by the end of today and then we'll do the, that type of ski trip okay yeah um so I didn't even get to enjoy the apres ski part, which I would have. That probably would have made it better. <laughs> well, okay. Knowing that um, the snowboarding wasn't as enjoyable, why mm. didn't you just go and hire some skis and do skiing? Because my skiing is really shit these days. I haven't skied in 12 years now. Okay. Right. Okay. So... I could do skis, but I probably would have been able to do like 
I probably would have gone like to less places than I could have gone on the snowboards, even with all my handicap. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so unfortunately, you know, I did not enjoy St. Anton, and that kind of. And there was a, a few other issues with the trip, so, you know, it wasn't the best of trips. No, right. So I didn't have the greatest of time, unfortunately, but, uh, oh, well, you know, live and learn, live and learn. <laughs> so you don't think you'll go back? No. Okay. That's a very definite no. <laughs> and, you know, I went to, you know, um, oh, this is the one thing I didn't realize, like, um, in Germany and in Austria, like... Like we went to like Munich, which is the closest area to to Saint Anton. Yep. Um, look, I love German food, like, and yeah. I love all the sausages and like you know the the roast pork knuckles and everything. But I can only have that like so many times. so many times before I get really sick of it. And unfortunately, over there, that's all you had to eat every day, <gasps> and there's no vegetables. What? Their vegetables is the sauerkraut. That's pretty much the only vegetables they can really give they you. Don't and even potatoes. Steam like cauliflower or something like. No, because you know in that area, you, it's not traditionally a thing because it's so cold. You can't grow those crops. Okay. So half the time I'm there, I'm like after the third day or the fourth day, I'm like, I want just like, you know. A, a plate of like stir fried vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> were there Asian food? Um, no, because my we were also with a group of my friends, right? And so they no, don't do Asian. No, food? no, no. It's just because when you have that many people and no one know, no one really wants to, you know, try food that's potentially terrible. Yeah, and and you know we are in Germany and. Do you really want to go to like a Chinese restaurant in Germany that no one's been to before and no one can tell you whether it's good or not? You know, it's one of those things that you're like, mm, that's okay. I, I don't have to have Asian. But it also meant that like I was very limited in like the food options that we had. Okay. So I was so sick of meat and potatoes by the end of my trip. Ah. <laughs> uh... Not that I say I love German food. I love all the food there. It's just it's the same food. And when well, you're I think eating it the same help food, that you you've kind of gone a little bit vegetarian in the last. Well, yeah, I also eat a lot more vegetables nowadays as yeah. well. And so, like you know, when I'm just eating meat and potatoes for like three weeks on end, like I am so sick by the end of it. Like, like the first <laughs> the first three days back in Melbourne, like I, I think I had like. I brought like I don't know salad, just salad every day. No, I see. I didn't want to have cold salad either. I, I oh. wanted stir- I wanted I wanted cooked vegetables. Like, right. I okay, want- okay. Okay. So I think like I, I brought like you know like just like a heap like of like just Chinese stir fried vegetables that I could just stir fry at home and just like eat that for like uh, I think the last or the first three days I came back. So, but yeah. Anyway, um, so that was my. New Year's, I guess. <laughs> what did you do, Serena? What have you been up to? Um, I've been writing, surprisingly. Like, um, so, you know, I, I missed out on NaNoWriMo. Mm. Uh, I can't remember what exactly I was doing in November, but I was kind of busy and I'm like, no, you know what? This year I'm not going to join in. Join in. Do it, yeah. uh, but 
I can't remember. Did I tell you that I'm playing, uh, like, did I previously said in any previous shows that I'm playing Vampire the Masquerade? I think you did. Yeah. So that has started and had, even though we hadn't said, oh, we're going to play this every two weeks, it kind of ended up that way. So I've had quite a number of sessions of that. Mm. And unlike most of the D&D or Pathfinder games I've played, Vampire the Masquerade is very much about character interaction and character building Mm. and um, storytelling. And that kind of like inspired me to want to write. So I've decided to use the game notes, like the game sessions as the events that mm. I then make into a novelization kind of thing. Yeah. So I've, I've, I'm, I'm currently in the middle of writing those up. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought, you know, that was a, that originally I was thinking, okay, that would help me get into the mind frame of my character a little bit more because yeah. I do find sometimes I'm not very good at role playing because I can't get into the mind of my character, yeah. at least not initially. Yeah. Like after I've played it for a while, yeah, then sure. I understand what my character is. Mm. But when you only play it a couple of hours every two weeks, you don't really know how the person thinks. Mm. Um, and I, I can imagine a lot of people would be scratching their head and like, well, who who the hell cares? And like, Well, it's just part of the game, right? Yeah. Like if you really want to get immersed in the story, mm-hmm. if you want to react the way that you built your character to react, you kind of need to know what they think, right? Yeah. So I thought, okay, you know what? If I write the scenes out, if I write out what my character's thinking, if I write out some extra scenes, like the downtime of what my character does, yeah. that would help me get into my character. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like enjoying just the process of writing this up because I, I was... I like the story that our storyteller is telling, mm-hmm. like the, 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 the story that he, our DM has created yeah. and the scenario that he's made. Yeah. I'm kind of getting hooked into it mm. and I want to know what happens next. Yeah. So I'm getting involved in that. I'm, I'm looking forward to more things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I've only writing, written up to this. I'm writing the mm-hmm. second se- uh, session. Yeah. We have 11 sessions so far. Yeah. So I've got a lot to catch up on. Um, but I find it's interesting because, okay, we play the game. Yeah. It's based in, well, it started in 1917, mm. World War I. Yeah. All right. And when we're playing the session, a lot of things get waved, like mm. hand waved, because we don't, you don't think about it. Yeah. But yeah, when yeah. you're writing it as a novel kind of thing, even the simplest things of like, well, what facilities is available to a person? Or like, what slang do they say? Yeah. I know that women aren't, weren't really allowed in the army until like, I think 1918, but we kind of like scooched it forward a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So that makes sense that we have female characters yeah. in World War One, mm-hmm. And we were in Gaza and it was during the, the Battle of Gaza and all that stuff. And so I had to start reading and researching. <laughs> I don't think I've read so much about World War One before, <laughs> ever. ever. Because I'm not, I've never been really interested in that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, the story's not about the World War One. We yeah. come back to Melbourne mm-hmm. fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. And the idea is mainly the story is going to be in 1920s Melbourne mm-hmm. and it'll con- move on from there. Like, yeah, yeah. So I'm more also looking up things like when did the telephone arrive yeah, in yeah. Australia? Is there a switchboard? You know, like the, the telephone exchange. Yeah. Because I was thinking, my character is about intelligence gathering. Oh, okay, and yeah. so originally if I had some contacts in like the telephone exchange, yeah, yeah. they could hear phone calls. Mm. Except for, apparently, I think it was 19... 19- 18 or 1917 already they've made it a lot of automatic stuff Uh it's all automatic so you don't actually have a person plugging things in so they can't actually overhear the conversation i'm like (laughs) okay but again i was like while i was reading this i'm like wait why am i reading about telephone exchange in melton in 1920s what am i doing (laughs) it's just for one sentence that you're writing but you need to kind of like do a lot of research yeah yeah so um 
during the whole Christmas break, I've been doing that. Like surprisingly, I was watching some Netflix, but not as much as I was normally because I've just got into. I don't know whether you heard about it. You know, you're either a writer or a reader. Like you either create stuff or you're absorbing stuff. Like you know, you know. Yeah, absorbing stuff. You know, you're you're reading the contents, you're watching stuff. So if I'm watching a lot of TV and I'm reading a lot of books, I'm not writing. Yeah. And it's been a while、mm. since I've actually did writing, writing thing、yeah. without getting input. Like I just wanted to write,、mm-hmm. and so I'm currently in the、you're、middle phase. In that, yeah, yeah, yeah.、Um, I think that kind of is a good segue. Into uh, um, uh, just what we、uh, want to talk about next. What we need to what we need to talk about next. So.、Um, So we've decided,、um, I guess, <laughs> that、uh, we're actually going to go on hiatus for a few months. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let, okay. Let Let me come clean.、Mm. Okay.、Uh, let's Let's not blame this on Peter. <laughs> even, I, even though I think if everyone like was like everyone of our、um, listeners would think that you know this is my idea. <laughs> yeah. I, I originally thought it would be too. Like I had always thought because this this whole podcast was my idea.、Mm. Okay, my little baby,、mm-hmm. and I called Peter up and I said, "Hey, Peter, I got this idea. Do you want to do it?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know, sounds good. Whatever, right?" But he's also told me, "You know, I'm not putting much effort into this. You're gonna have to do everything. You know, I'm I I'll come and record, but this is." Your thing. <laughs> so I had always thought, at some point or another, Peter would come and say to me, "Look, <laughs> this is too much work. This for is、me. too much work for me. I'm gonna, I'm not. I gotta pull a pin, and I don't want to do this anymore." Instead, what's happened is that Peter comes back from his holiday, and I said, "Hey, Peter,、um, you've allowed me to have two months of not having to edit this show, and I just remembered just how much time." <laughs> I get back. <laughs> Look, all joking aside,、um, it's not just that.、Uh, there's it's, a few, there's a few reasons why why we've made this decision, obviously.、Um, but I mean, time is one of them. Yep. Like you know that there's no you know batting around the bush about that. You know, it,、yeah. it does take a lot of effort to you know do the recording, editing,、yeah. um, and you know just in general doing. A lot of the research just to、yeah. to talk about. But I mean, this is not like as much as it does sound like two people just talking.、Mm. Um, we are talking about books and TV series and stuff that takes us a while to watch and、mm. read, and、um, you know, it, it's not an insignificant amount of effort.、Mm. And at the start. We had so much ideas.、Mm. We have so many ideas, and we had so many topics we wanted to talk about. And I think that passion came through.、Mm. Uh, but I felt that in the past six months,、yeah. maybe, I- ignoring the last two holidays, but the six last six episodes. Yeah, yeah.、Um, We we we've lost we've lost the steam we, we've lost a little bit of the passion, and we don't want to create things that are just boring for people to listen to.、Mm. Um, and I think like we should take a break、mm. while we're still ahead. Yeah. <laughs> before we make this too much of a grind for both、mm. us and for our listeners. Yeah. Now, our current plan is to be on a hiatus for、mm. like three months. Yeah. 
and we'll see how that goes. Mm. Could be that in three months' time, both of us are itching to come back and, yeah. you know, we need to record. We're climbing up the walls because, mm. you know, we don't see each other otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and we're like, you know, there's these TV shows that came out and we watched it. We really loved it and we need to talk about it. Yeah. In which case, you know, we might come back. Yeah. yeah. Um, or we might find out that, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> we've lost the joy in reading and watching TV because everything we've watched we've been so critical about. And now that we've stopped doing the show, everything suddenly has flavor again. <laughs> There's color in the world again. We're being less critical. And our friends stop thinking that we're, you know, everything we watch is like getting given, you know, five stars, three stars. Like, <laughs> you know, I was having lunch the other day with some friends, with some colleagues. Yeah. And they asked me, so how was your meal? And apparently I launched into this like 10 minutes analysis of my food. Oh, really? Without really, because I just thought, okay, it was a good enough meal. Yeah. But because they chose to give me poached eggs and I don't like poached eggs. Mm. I went on this thing about how, well, you know, normally poached eggs, they give it to me and it's a puddle, it's, it's eggs sitting in a puddle of water. Mm. And this one wasn't, it was drained, it was dry, it was nice, it was, uh, you know, and I was going on about all this thing, right? Yeah. And after about 10 minutes, they were all looking at me and they're like, we just asked you whether you liked it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's not that I don't. But it's not like I really loved Egypt. So I had to explain. I, had to explain. <laughs> I mean... I mean what were you going to say? Um, and they're like, well, it's fine. Like, yeah, but then there's no conversation. That's just it. You just said fine. And like, what? Like my mind couldn't wrap around the fact that you could just talk about something without Analyzing. talking about it. So apparently like watching TV or books or reading books or doing this show has affected it. Or maybe that's just my personality and that's just the way it's been all the time. I don't know. So, you know, I'm thinking maybe three months. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we'll come back mm. no matter what happens. Yeah, yeah. we'll come back and we'll let you guys know mm. whether we are stopping for it's good or whatever. Yeah. Um. And um. So I thought, you know, uh, I should I should take the blame. <laughs> I, I, I was the one who 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 initiated this. Yeah. He <laughs> said, you know what? I think we should uh take a break. <laughs> um. So I mean, look, this is not. This is not a decision that will be made in the vacuum. Mm. If any of our listeners want to write in and let us know that, oh, thank God you guys are stopping. I couldn't stand <laughs> the two of you going on and on and on about how you hate this or you hate that. Although I don't know why you'd be listening to us still if that was the <laughs> right. case. Right? Uh, but, you know, write in to let us know. Or if you say, you know, I've been wait, I wait for you guys every month. Right? You guys bring me joy. <laughs> I like listening to you guys bag about things <laughs> <laughs> and tearing things apart. <laughs> or you make me not feel like such a, such a strange person for not liking certain things or, you know. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> yeah, let us know. And and that, that you know, that would... Who knows? If we suddenly get, like, an influx of 10,000 emails saying, you got to come back, um, <laughs> you know, that might give us a boost of saying, oh, you know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't, uh, you know, we have a responsibility. <laughs> um, yeah. But that doesn't mean we're not going to do a topic this month. No, 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 no. We are. And we've got a big we one as well. Yeah, really yeah. big one. Yes. Um, so, I think... Um, let's see which which uh, which episode which was episode it? was it that we did? So previously, um, we actually did an episode on a book called Superpowered Year One. Yeah, 
Uh, this was done... I'll load it up in a moment and I'll let you know. Yeah. So, anyway, um, we... We initially, well, I initially looked at, we, I initially read this book because Serena recommended it to me. Mm. Uh, and it was one, and I think in our episode, we, we talked about book one and I, and I really enjoyed it. And I was like, I, I'm really looking forward to reading the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, and at that oh, time. Oh, this was only in October. It's oh. two, two episodes ago. Oh, hey, there you go. Mm. Um, <laughs> and uh, now. This is like the second audio book I was able to get Peter to listen to. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you don't like audiobooks. Yeah, generally, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but as if you guys remembered from that last uh, episode that we talked about this book, uh, I really enjoyed it, mm. and it was one of the re- and one of the reasons why I enjoyed it was because it was an audiobook because I yes. really enjoyed the characterization that the narrator actually brought into this. Yes. Okay. Uh, and at the end, I of- feel so justified. <laughs> I've been trying to tell Peter that sometimes audiobooks can yeah, increase yeah, no. the enjoyment of a book. I, I don't, don't, I didn't say that that's not the case. <laughs> I agreed last time that, you know, that yeah, was, yeah, this, yeah. this was the case. Um, I will say there was some problems with this being an audiobook later as well, but I'll talk about that later. Yep. Um, and what, uh, what happened was like, we're during this, I guess, um, two months that, uh, we weren't recording. I actually didn't get to look at too many shows either because I was busy overseas. Yep. Although I did watch the TV show that we said we might be doing this oh, month. Okay. Yeah. Didn't watch that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I did have time was because I was on a plane for so many freaking hours. Um, I had so much time to listen to audiobooks. Um, and I basically, I finished all the whole series of um, Superpowered. From yep. year two to year four, yep. within like, I don't know, month and a bit. <laughs> so what, what we're going to do is this topic is going to be a uh, a review slash our, our output of what we liked about Superpowered as an entire series and not just book one. Yeah, we're just we're 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 revisiting mm. this this series um, because it's going to be really hard to to completely analyze each of these books yeah. because it, it would take forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know we don't want to drag this out for way too long. I mean, it, this is possibly our second last um, episode ever. But <laughs> even so, there's no need to kind of like go on for too long. Now, I think I think we do need to let people know. Um, the feat that you have accomplished because you said, oh, you know, you finished three audiobooks. Mm. Um, but I, <laughs> I'm, they're, they're I'm just... Long, like, they're long audiobooks to say. <laughs> they're yeah, really yeah. long. <laughs> that was what I was going to say, is, is that um, in case people didn't realise, a lot of audiobooks hover between 16... Oh, no, some, some are even only just nine hours, mm. right? Yeah. Um, even the 16 or 18 hour book can be considered quite lengthy. Yeah. Okay. Now, the first um, Superpowered's book was 24 hours. Oh, no, 26 hours. Mm. I'm, I'm just looking this up right now. So it's going to take me a little while to load it up. And um, I'm just having a look at some of the other books that are available. Um, yeah, I have some books that are like 18 hours, 13 hours. 12 hours, right? So, Superpowers was 
uh, 26 hours, which is already on the lengthier side. On the lengthier side. Um, Book two was 32 hours. Because mm-hmm. I don't really think Peter even realizes himself no. just how many hours he's listened to. Know, because right. this book is the, this series is actually very it, it does hook you in. It's very engaging. Yeah, and, and you, you do. don't realize like how many hours you've sunk into it. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I was really enjoying it when I was listening to the whole thing because it's like you know I was I liked it and I'm like oh I hope this doesn't end anytime soon. Mm. And I look at my and I look at the Audible app and I'll be like oh, I'm only one third through and like, you know, normally the book would be finished by now, but this is only one third through this book. I've great. got so much more to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Uh, okay, because third book is uh, 41 hours. Mm. Okay, so between year two and year three, the difference of that is already one book, by the yeah. way, in some in some series. Um, now, fourth book is 60 hours. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You have totally listened to 130 hours between book two, three, and four. Um, For someone who said that they don't like listening to audiobooks, you know, good job, Peter. I know, right? (laughs) I'm proud of myself of that. (laughs) Um, I will say, though, you know, having this as an audiobook, um, and now I have a slightly, I have a slightly more appreciation of audiobooks because I realized that. Now I can actually go through books without having to allocate specific time to actually read the book. <laughs> yeah, like you could be washing dishes while you're I listening. I could be washing dishes, which is half the time, you know, what what I'll be doing. I'm like, yep. oh, I need, I've got to, you know, do these things that I, that's going to be mindless. Yeah. But I can still get something while I'm Out doing it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I do appreciate that with yep. audiobooks. So yep. I, I think that's definitely has changed my perception of it. Yep. Um, and... You know, as I said, you know, the the narrator was very good. Yeah. I think just just him and his like characterizations was enough for me to like talk about for like a you know, one podcast really. Yeah. Because his yeah. his characterization really made a oh. lot of um a lot of why this book was so engaging for me. Yeah. Because I think without his characterizations and mm-hmm. his way of like interpreting it, I'm not sure would it would be as like as heart wrenching and as as like hooking as it could be. Yeah. Um I definitely he he has a lot of um like he he's like the the success for it is, you know, he he's definitely has a hand in it. Yeah. I sometimes wonder whether I should go and buy the ebook and read it all from scratch again. Although a bit, I guess it's a bit too late because I already have these voices in my head. Yeah. So yeah. I just wonder what kind of experience it'd be to read this book without that. Yeah, because this is a very long yeah. <laughs> book, right? Like it, it, you know, would I find it a bit too tedious? But I don't know. I, I, I do enjoy the storyline. I think enough. Mm. I, I don't know. Like who knows? You can't, you can't go back. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, so. Let's begin with our, I guess, first topic. Oh, well, we are just revisiting our favorite bits and pieces of this book. We, yeah. we are not saying that we have an overarching like view on what this whole series is like, apart from the fact that we like it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> on the, on, you know, this is the rare... rare... In the whole, we, on the whole, we, we like this show, oh, yeah, this, yeah. this series, a lot. Mm. Um, it's, yeah. yeah, it's not even like, you know, sometimes you'll have you know, a series of books that you really like at the start and then it just gradually gets 
worse. You know, worse and or, or or you can gradually see it kind of like deteriorate in quality. Yeah. Um, you, there's none of that here. No. So it is very engaging right from the start until right at the end. Um, and if anything, I'm I'm waiting for more books. Like I know that he said that this series is ended mm. for now. Like these people, mm. he's not going to write them as main characters anymore. Yeah. But he said he did say that. Uh, after he's completed some of his other series that he's currently in the middle of, yep. he might revisit the world, oh, okay. and it might be their kids, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. or like, like by the time he gets back to this world, mm. the the characters we know might be like mm. heroes that people talk, talk about, about yeah. or like you know, oh, in this other in this other city, have you heard like yeah, what yeah, they've yeah. done? Like they they're the icons that people aspire to. Mm. Like we we don't know, right? We don't know. He, yeah. he said he will revisit it. So I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Um, now, after reading all four books, mm. I had immediately jumped onto Corpies, which yeah. is like their spin-off book, because yeah. I'm like, I, I don't want more. this. Yeah, I don't want I this to end. <laughs> now, did you feel like... I, I don't know. What, have you read that yet? No. No. Do you no. want to? I'm not particularly sure if I want to read Corpies. Okay. Because um, I, know, I know briefly what Corpies is about. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel like because I've kind of like finished the whole series now, yep. there is kind of there is some sense of finality to it. Yep. So, you know, Corpies actually happens between books. I know. Books. I know. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, I don't know if I have this. I don't have as much of like. Oh, I need to get more of from this, this world. world. Um, as much as you, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't mind if there was more. Yep. But I'm not. Sure. I yeah. feel like it would have been better if I had read Corpies in between three and four. I think it was three and four when, mm. or was it two and three? Two and three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it would have been better to have read it during that time, mm. if only just because they make mention of characters mm. in book three and four that I had no clue of. Like yeah, yeah. I didn't know who these people were. I yeah, didn't yeah. know their significance. Mm. And if I had read the Corpies book, I might have. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it also spoils the ending of the Corpies as well. Because yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, I know what happens to these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. You've already they, they, they show up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's... Um, it, but I, that was what I felt originally. About, oh, I don't want to read this book that's already passed. Like, the, the timeline's already gone. Mm. But by the time I got to the end of it, I'm like... like I need more. I need more. <laughs> I, just, I just needed more. I feel like... I feel like because um, exactly the same reason, because like Corpus is kind of something that's already happened and we kind of already know what. Yeah. Uh, I kind of just want to know what happens afterwards. Like, yeah. I just want to know what happens after in this yeah. world. Not necessarily something that's happened in between because that kind of just, uh, we we have some indication of what happened in between anyway, right? Yeah. Um, so I would, I would definitely, you know, uh, read a, uh, a next series. A next series that's based in this world. Yeah. Um, it'll be very interesting to see what, if it, like, if their characters actually changes throughout, um, like, these original characters, how are they portrayed in the oh, new... Oh, whether they get disillusioned or... Well, we're just interested to see how he envisages the, them to... Grow up. Grow up, Yeah, right? okay. Like, we had, we had a very Small tiny snippet el- of it um, in the epilogue, but that's only 10 years. Yes. Know? Like, if you think about it, 10 years is... is well, there's supposed to be a war that's supposed to happen in the future, I know, right? right? So you're kind of like, 
if that was still does happen, you know, what's going to be like? I, I don't know. So yeah, I, I kind of feel, I kind of wonder if that's is is that going to be what he's going to write next? Because that would yeah. be really interesting, yeah. right? Because yeah. that would be like, whoa, now I'm interested. In um, but yeah. Although, if you've read any of his previous, any not previous, if you've read any of the other series, mm. he doesn't really talk about really serious topics, mm. right? Like, as in, sorry, rephrase it, more like he's never written war before. Yeah. So, sometimes authors should stay away from topics that they're not good at writing, mm. right? Like, like. You know, yes, he's talked about that there's a possible war. But that doesn't mean he's going to write a good war book. No, so, no, no, no. Well, yeah, it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be a war book, but it could be, you know, like like the aftermath of that. Yeah, or, or that, the no, pre no, yeah, of yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or like, you know, this is this is the, the war is potentially happening, but what do these people in this other place kind of deal with? Yes, that? like no, something no, like true. that. I don't yeah, know, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, that's up to the author on yeah, how he wants no. to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, okay. Looking at the actual books that we've read, the mm. book, you know, ignoring what happens in the future, okay, you have book two, three, and four. Mm. If we were going to revisit this, what is, and we will talk about multiple things that we like, but mm. the one thing that you have to say, oh, I really liked about this series, mm. what would you... What what did you enjoy the most? Oh well, what, well, you go first then, since you seem to have like I have I have an answer. You have an answer I, for I all. An I, I'm I'm not particularly sure on this one, so uh, I'll let you go first. <laughs> okay, okay, but <clears throat> okay, let me know if you do agree. Mm. Though that this is yeah, I surprisingly it's not Vince. Vince is as as pleasant of a character as he is. He's he's too nice. He's too nice, <laughs> and he's he's too the um. I see good in everyone. He's I a very optimistic opti- person. Overly optimistic person. <laughs> I think it doesn't help that neither of us. Are <laughs> <laughs> we just don't. We just don't um, uh, empathize with that type of character as much. <laughs> Again, I don't remember whether we've ever had this conversation on the podcast before, but when we go sing karaoke, we do not sing happy songs. I sing happy songs sometimes. Not a lot. But I do. <laughs> Generally, our songs are like, you know, like death and destruction or like despair or like betrayal. <laughs> or emo or emo. Right? <laughs> so we, we don't we don't look on uh, happy, happy, joy, joy relationships with much um, belief. Like we get a little <laughs> gaggy. So when we look at Vince and how he has such a nice, optimistic view of the world, we find that slightly hard to believe. Mm. Now, so as much as we enjoy him, as much as we do like him mm. as a character, I think the the shining example in this book, the, the thing that I love the most, mm. and if they took it out, I don't think I would like the nearly half as much is Nick and Alice. Mm. Yeah. Right? They're both very damaged people. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they both have issues. Mm. Alice has daddy issues. <laughs> Nick you could say has parent parental issues mm. because he thinks he killed them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is quite 
harsh mm. for someone to to carry. It's a burden. It's yeah. quite a burden for someone to ca- carry to think that you're responsible for the death of both your parents. Mm-hmm. And yet they found each other, <laughs> uh, and they are perfect for each other, <laughs> and they give each other crap. All the time. <laughs> I think that's what we enjoy the most about it is the fact that they they don't shy away from um, giving crap to each other. Yeah, like that is how, that is how they interact, and yeah. this is how they this is how they develop their first friendship, then oh, later yeah. relationship. This is how they how they deal with people, yeah. and for them to both find someone else that can well one take that crap and to <laughs> give it back <laughs> and still understand the soft squishy yeah. core that they both have inside them <laughs> um like in book at the end of book two mm. nicholas loses his memory mm. right spoiler alert come on uh, people I, like i, I yeah, mean by the way, this whole alert. thing is going to be spoilers right like um you know nicholas loses his memory mm. And you think, oh, no, he's gone. We're never <laughs> seeing him again. Except he comes back in book three yeah. as Nicholas Campbell. Like the person he was before yeah. he started the first book. Mm. Before he learnt about his own squishy sides. Yeah. <laughs> uh, squishy insides. And for the first time, you have Alice taking advantage of the... Well, of course she's taking advantage of the situation. But the first time she's take she has the upper hand in yep. the relationship. Mm-hmm. She understands things. She knows things about Nicholas. That he doesn't himself doesn't realize and yeah. know at that point. Because it's kinda like uh oh, it's like a Doctor Who episode where Doctor the Doctor Who is like, No one ever knows my real name. Mm. Except this woman comes and says, I know and tells him, I know your real name and tells him. Yeah. The only time that the doctor would ever say his real name is if he gets married to someone. <laughs> so it's like, wait, did I marry you? And she's like, I'm not telling. <laughs> you know, I know something you don't know. So it's like the same kind of situation mm. where Alice is like, you know, because Nick sorry, Nicholas has a dossier mm. that Nick has compiled through all the years he's been at Melbrook. Yeah. Except Nick on purposely left out crucial information. Mm. And um, that puts him on the back foot. Yeah. And it's really... And, and Nicholas is not used to being on the back foot. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> and the most amazing thing is in during that period of time, Nicholas was communicating with Nick in mm. his own mind when they're dreaming. They have a conversation. These two versions of Nick are sparring... Yeah. Right. They're talking to each other, and the first night that after he meets Ange- uh, Alice, Nicholas, you know, essentially storms in. Is like, what the hell? Yeah. Right? You did not give me this information about these people. <laughs> yeah. It's incomplete. <laughs> and what's all this, you know, butterfly fluttery feelings that I'm feeling with the moment I see Alice? What is this? You know, explain yourself. <laughs> uh, and I just love watching their interaction and i got all squealy when um when uh when uh oh it wasn't nicholas who had that conversation it was nick who had that conversation with alice wasn't it when they had that dancing that's scene that's the, the, the yeah. dance in the dip yeah um you know you know alice was you know demanding 
honesty, yeah. demanding to get a straight answer from Nick for one, saying that, you know, you are making the situation much more complicated by never telling me the truth. Yeah. So Nick tells her the truth, essentially admitting that he likes her. And that just causes the whole thing to spiral out of control for a while. And I swear, I rewind, I rewound that same conversation multiple times and squealing about it afterwards. I just love that scene so much. So, um... You know, if there was one thing in this whole entire series that I'd say I can't live without, like mm. this series would not be the same without, it would be the Nicholas and no, well, Nick and um, Alice relationship. relationship. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think that's, I mean, that's very true for me as well. Mm. Um, because while technically it, the the five Melbrook students are the main characters, mm. the the most interesting of of them is Nick. He's the yeah. one that's the most interesting. And the funny thing, he's the one that's actually not in the hero sort of a program at the end. Yeah. Um, and it's it's the it's the interesting He's view. like the anti-hero. He's the anti-hero, yeah. but yeah. he's still a hero kind yeah, yeah, of yeah, 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 person. Yeah. Yeah. Like, of all, like, Nick understands that there are certain things that only he can really do. Mm. Um, and he doesn't, and because he has these friendship with these five, uh, these four other students, um, he, he takes it on, he takes that responsibility to make sure that they don't have to deal with some of the kind of like harsher realities sometimes. (laughs) 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 Um, and, and it's just very interesting to read from his perspective and he knows it as well. And because I just like the fact that he knows that you know, to some people, I'm never I'm never going to be a hero, no. and I am not, and he and he doesn't admit that he's a hero either. He never yep. says he is, mm. but he's like, I also know that I want to protect my friends, and yes. that's all I'm doing here. But it's also interesting that both Mary and Alice knows that deep, deep inside, he wants to be a knight in shining armor. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> but he can't. No, like he's too smart for that. Like, yeah, I, I, like he like, he understands that Vince is Vince. like the per- perfect like knight in shining armor. Yeah, and he can, and and Vince is the type of person, and with that, with the personality that can give that hope to others. Yeah, right. And he sees that. Yeah, and he doesn't see that in himself. Yeah. So all he can do is to make sure that that survives. Yeah, but well, he also understands that. That kind of knight in shining armor cannot actually survive in our real world. No. <laughs> like, there's politics, yeah. <laughs> there's finance, there's a lot of things that are messy about the world that you need to deal with, and a knight in shining armor cannot deal with this. No. So you need a Nick Campbell in the background yeah. to make sure that the pa- <laughs> that the path is all like <laughs> the path. There's nothing in the path to stop that knight from shining armor oh, to like walk gallop through. and 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 save the princess. Right? <laughs> uh, me and Peter were having this. Really enjoyable conversation because we were saying how Vince is. Um... Look, I love Vince as a character. Yeah. I really like him. Apart from the fact that, you know, he's sometimes overly optimistic to the point where it can get. Um, uh, it, it can get quite frustrating. Yeah, he's very naive. It's naive. And you can say gullible. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, and and it, it kind of makes that for him to remain true to himself yep. or to have his kind of like, you know, personality ideal and idea, idealistic view of the world, there needs to be so much things done behind the background. 
in the background by his friends to protect him in a way. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, uh, like, we we watched, we saw how, oh, you know, Vince had this kind of like, la-di-da-di-da, I'll just go through my classes and do my thing, it's Mm. fine, people understand how powerful I am, Mm. except Nicholas realised, well, Nick realises, no, he's about to get kicked out of school, and therefore Nick had to do things behind the scenes to ensure that um, Vince gets to stay, which is why Nick lost his memory, Nick got kicked out of the program, he had to have his memory wiped. Yeah. And that's like one of the examples of the kind of sacrifices that the people around Vince has to make mm-hmm. to ensure Vince can remain this shining armor. I love this shining knight in armor with with this beacon of hope. Yeah. Now, like to be completely honest, the book doesn't really delve in this too much. No. Right? Like as in in the sense that Nick was the only sacrifice that ever had to be made on behalf of Vince. Yes. This is just me and Peter being our very pessimistic um terrible people that we are (laughs) who can't kind of see Vince's vision Mm. without seeing the hordes of dead people whom his friends have to kill to make sure that Vince can have his idealistic world. Yeah. Um, so we were we were we we had a little side conversation before about the kind of sacrifices that will be required, but uh, that's neither here or there. We're just saying that you know, to be honest, Nick, uh, sorry, Vince as a character mm. is fantastic. Like yeah. you do need people who has that kind of, you know, he is the he's the epitome of of what a hero should be. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. This is what you know a hero, and, and yeah. that's why Nick is also correct. Like he needs to let. Vince remain like that because that's what a hero is supposed to be. That's what people mm. should see in a yes. hero. You can't have people see Nick as a hero because no. he's doing all of these things. That's not what a hero should be doing. No. And he understands that. Yep. So um, it's, in, it's, it's interesting to see that Vince as a character, while frustrating as it is, is something that's needed as well. Yes. Right? Yes, yes. You have to have this type of character. Well, you have to have the thing people aim for. Yeah. Now, whether they reach it or not is one thing, but you have to aim yeah. higher. He's basically what everyone should aspire to be. You yes. Know? That, that, yeah. The aspiration of this is what I want to be. Yes. Um, you know, you, know, you shouldn't aspire to be a Nick Campbell. No. 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 <laughs> because like they say, you know, if you shoot an arrow and you're aiming higher, even if you miss, at least you're kind of still up there. Yeah. If you aim at where Nick Campbell is, if you miss, you become a criminal, right? Like... <laughs> <laughs> like if you aim for for Vince, at least you're still a hero. Yeah. You aim for Nick, yeah. You know, yeah. You, you, you become a gun for a hire. Yeah. So, you know that that's that. But I think what the problem with Vince's character was. He's all well and good by himself. <laughs> um, it's the fact that they they have to they have to pair him with someone that's. Equally as infuriating. Uh, Actually, more infuriating, to be fair. Yes. Like, Vince as a character in himself is not infuriating. It's not infuriating. He's just frustrating to to read sometimes, you know? You just kind of feel like, oh, could you just not be as, like good sometimes but and he's... like okay to be honest in the first book he was very infuriating because he refuses to use his powers refuses yeah. to train his powers but he but he moved on from that yes. like you, and that's the thing you see him grow up as well like yes. you see him do take ownership of his powers you see him you know grow as a character so mm. that was fine like you know yes he started off a bit infuriating but yeah. he he grew out of that and mm-hmm. that was great mm-hmm. but then the, he had to you know, be paired up with Camille. Yeah. 
If there was anything, if there was anything in this book that neither me and Serena, if we, if there was one part of this story that we could remove, mm, it'll be Camille. It will be Camille. Now, in a lot of ways, Camille can be considered a very admirable character, mm-hmm. right?、Mm-hmm. Um, she's a very spunky character.、Um, she is someone who. Everyone sees because she's so small and fragile and and delicate. Everyone wants to protect her, but she's one of those like, no, don't touch me. I can do this. Yeah, I can protect myself, and, and I will fight. Okay. Yeah, and to be honest, she does pull it off. Right, right. You think that she, you know, she's one of those characters who says she can protect herself, but then can't, and everyone has to save her. She's not that. At no, least, no, no. at least at she's, least she's not, not that. that yes. Right? She can protect herself, and she's actually very scary. And she's very powerful. And she's very powerful,、mm. right? Like she, she could take down other people that you know,、yeah. like Roy and and Chad, who most people have no hope of touching.、Yeah. You know, all she needs to do is touch, touch them. them with a little finger, <laughs> and they would be down for the count, right? So, actually, very scary on、yeah. that point. But just like I said about me and Peter being terrible people, <laughs> I admit I am a very terrible person, <laughs> and that when I see one of those characters who are so self-sacrificing, who is all about, oh, you know. I I I love him. I love him so much, but I don't need to be with him. I can support him from the background, and I, I don't I don't want to take over him because he should be for the world. Yes, he he belongs <laughs> to everyone, and and I will do my best to love him from afar. Without him ever knowing it, <laughs> no. And then even when she does, like when and when she does, like you know, and Sasha, you beat the shit out of me. <laughs> I am. I have broken bones and everything, and you think you've won. But look at, <laughs> look at this. Look at his expression. Do you think you've won? No. All of those scenarios. When I read it, I want to. Slap someone! <laughs> I want to slap a bitch. <laughs> you know what?、Um, like Camille is exactly why you don't like、um, Mayuri in yeah in 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 the science gate.、Yeah. Like that is exactly the same type of character.、Yeah. That's like that that like oh let me just. Do this for people. Yeah, I. Just, you know, we don't need to talk to each other because I understand instinctively, instinctively what they're thinking, and I support them, and they will understand that I support them because we have this mystical bond, and and I just, I just love him so much. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> like every single time we have Mary and like. When every time Mary talks about, oh, if I even slightly open my mind to hear what Camille is saying, the emotion、mm. that emanates from her、yeah. knocks Mary back,、mm. and I'm just thinking,、uh, yeah, just tamp that down a bit, please. Like, I don't know. It's just th- that those kind of characters annoy me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Look, those characters for us, especially.、Mm. Um, again, we just can't 
understand them. No. Because we're selfish people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I can't understand that. So what's with this self-sacrificing thing? So why just, just, if you like the guy, just fucking don't you like him. Yeah. It's like how I never believed Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like it's just, no. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like... Uh, when you have Vince who's already so self-sacrificing and then mm. you add Camille and she's so self-sacrificing and then you have the scenes them together and it's just like wow <sighs> it's this is like uh, gag reflex is just like ugh. yeah it's kind of like oh no let me let me hurt myself to save you no let me hurt myself to save you no no I'm gonna burn myself to save you no don't do that let, let me kill myself so you don't have to do that like <laughs> Um, when I read those, I'm like, can you guys both just kill yourself and yeah. like save me the hassle? Because I, I just, if I was there, I would have shot them. I would have <laughs> shot them both in the head and just saved everyone a lot of hassle. So to put those two together and to have them be together for mm. the whole thing. Mm. It, <sighs> uh, yeah. Look, I think we both agree that Camille is one of our least liked character mm-hmm. because of that mm-hmm. on the other hand um there's a character in the in the in the book that doesn't play a very large part of the story mm. but a very important part of the story he's a very way. important part of that world mm. like if that world is to be believed yeah you need someone like him we need someone like this guy uh and this guy is called ralph chapman yep he's the he's the uh i guess He's in, he's from the DVA, which is like the government that oversees supers. Yeah, and, and kind of like you know reprimands them if they've done any wrong yep. and stuff like that. Um, and he does not like supers. No, and he he absolutely detests supers because you know his family was killed um, by accident mm-hmm. by a super um, by but, negligent by super. negligent super, but because it was an accident kind mm-hmm. of thing, like there was never a repercussion for for that person I think yeah that for that the, super yeah for that super uh and so he has this he's like a vigilante as well in some yeah. ways he's he's trying to make sure that he brings down all the all the supers that like has the potential to go rogue they go rogue or are not completely in careful line. yeah about what they do yeah. like the powers that they have mm. to be, bear responsibility yeah and yeah. so he he's Especially with someone as powerful as Vince, mm. who who in the book is basically, you know, if given enough time, he can literally absorb every power that he has and then just explode in one go, right? You know, mm. um, he sees the danger of that. And yep. he's and because of that, he's constantly trying to get um, Vince expelled. Yes. Okay. Now, while while reading the book, I hated that character. Oh yeah, he is he's so conniving and he does things so, like he he's. It feels like that he would break the rules. Yeah, yeah just to just make. to make sure that some supers never get a license. Exactly. Um, however, when you kind of take a step back, you kind of need this type of person in this world. Yeah, because he does bring a very good point. Yes, Vince is a great character. He's this shining Well, armor. he's a great guy. He's in a general. great guy in general. But it doesn't stop the fact that, you know, he's a very powerful person. Mm. And if he snaps, you know, it's not just like, you know, a civilian, you know, snapping mm. at 
you know, his family and, you know, the mass he could, the, I guess the most damage he could do would be like, you know, I guess kill one or two people, right? Yeah. Vince, if he snaps and he loses control, he can potentially end the world, you know, as they <laughs> say, right? Yeah. So it's understandable yeah. why he kind of has this outlook, Mm-mm-mm. okay? And it's not an unreasonable outlook. No. Okay? And and this is coming, like, just from a, like, my my job as a regulator, like, this, yeah. that, that's my that's my role in, in you know, in everyday Your life. Your day job. My yeah. day job. Um. And regulatory job is like that. Yeah. You 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 have to make sure, you know, that the that the harm is minimized. Yeah. And sometimes, even if there is minimal chance of it happening, yeah, there is still a chance of it happening. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not. I felt it was unfair after, like, kind of coming to terms with that for me to kind of not like that character yeah. because I understand where he is coming from. Um, and I think it was just very important. And I, and I like the fact that in this book, they never shied away from like to put this character in there yeah, and to kind of really, really spell that, you know, just because you are heroes doesn't mean you're above the law. Like, no, no, of course you guys not. need to be controlled and contained and you guys need to have frameworks. Yeah. Okay. And you guys have to be on a much stricter framework. If anything, yeah. You know, you can't be given these licenses and kind of do whatever you want. Like I, I am, and I'm the guy mm-hmm. that you're going to hate mm-hmm. because I'm going to make sure that you pass through every single hoop and you know dot all the eyes, um, cross all your T's before you can get anything. Yeah, okay. but you can also trust that if I give you the okay, yeah. you know that you've not you you don't have to take the blame. Yeah. So even if yes, say civilians die mm. in your line of duty. Yeah. I will make sure that I've done my job to make sure to clear your name if yeah. you had not done anything wrong. Yeah. But also know that if you did do something wrong, I will be on your ass. Yeah. So you can so that I could protect the other heroes that yeah. need to be protected. Yeah, I can protect the heroes that's doing the right thing. Yeah. And I will and I will be the one that will sniff at anyone who's crossed the line. Yeah. <laughs> so it's an interesting thing how they put the guy into the story like when you're reading it true i i didn't like him either it's just the way it works like we have loyalty to the main characters to vince even though we find him a little bit naive and whatever right yeah we but we understand where they're coming from yeah. we understand you know they mean well mm. right and it's not until much later on in like in the third book or whatever in the fourth book maybe that we we see from chapman's point of view yeah like oh yeah you know what I can understand how, from your point of view, everything everyone else was doing was slightly dodgy. Yeah, because they were, because slightly, they were slightly dodgy, dodgy things. <laughs> you know, they weren't really exactly following the rules. Mm. And yes, we understand that these people have the best interest at heart. Like they were doing it from the goodness of their heart. Mm. But look at, you know, Charles Adair. Yeah. He was doing things out of the goodness in this of his of heart, heart for a while mm-hmm. until it was a slippery slope and he kind of turned dark. Yeah. But so it, it, you know, you you can you can see how um, it, it's like a part of the world building, right? Yeah. To see how that kind of works. It, I think that's why I, we enjoyed this book so much because this world is realistic. Yes. it's believable. Yeah, there are these people, and yeah. you know, and it's kind of even it's even kind of like you know when he when the when the books talks about the subtlety heroes, people yeah. don't believe in them. Yeah, well, rightly so because that's. 
that's, that's the job. That's the job. You, you shouldn't really, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't have absolute faith in these people sometimes because if you have, they're not doing their job very well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, uh, enough about Chapman. Mm. Um, I think in saying, you know, when you ask me, you know, what, what I enjoyed the most about this book, I think one part of the book that I really enjoyed is this the friendship that you have b- between Nick and Vince. Mm. Um Although I, I wish they kind of developed that a bit more at the sure. same time. Because uh, Vince is the one that really kind of brings, like, that turns Nicholas into Nick, in my mind. Yes. He's the one that actually manages to instigate that change in I don't think I think Mary had a hand in it. I mean, he had a hand in it. But, like, the one person that would, without him, it wouldn't have worked. Oh yeah, Vince. yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's Vince's. It's that. It's that optimism, it's optimism. <laughs> optimism, and that like un, un, unwavering, unwavering trust that kind of brings Nick into like into into, into being, the fold, into like, the fold, and, yeah. and 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 get and get him away from Nicholas. Yep. Um. Obviously, you know, at the end of book one, you have you know. Um, Vince saying, you know, no, I trust Nick will come and help out. He will. I yep. just know he will without any basis whatsoever, right? Yeah. It's a bit annoying because for a reader, because it's the why? Well, why? Like, how? Well, no, doing? it's more annoying for us who don't trust people. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the one, the one thing that kind of really strikes me uh, to that really demonstrates their friendship is um, when Nicholas when Nick loses his memory and he becomes Nicholas um, and Vince finally realized that, Oh, my best friend's back. My best friend is back on campus. I'm going to see him. Okay. Nicholas doesn't know Vince. No, he just knows of Vince from the documents. He doesn't really understand who he is and and what he kind of means to to him. Um, But when Vince sees him, he gives him a big hug and Nick kind of hugs him back on reflex. Yeah. And I think that was that kind of like shows you like that. But it wasn't friendship. the re- reflex of normal people who are like, oh, someone's hugging me, I hug them back. No, no. This is like, oh, um, there's strangers hugging me. Oh, why is my body hugging them? Yeah. What the hell is happening here? And, and, and like, why? I, why do I have this feeling of like um, comfort? Comfort from this stranger that's hugging me. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just really interesting to see that you know it, that that kind of really shows that friendship um, being up to that point. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think that was the really good scene. I was like, oh, that was nice. <laughs> um, but I, I just wish that they kind of had a bit more leading up to that because it kind of jumped a bit in my mind. Like, I kind of felt like I, after the first year, I could see they were becoming good friends, but it just became like suddenly they were just best of friends. I yeah. was like, ah, I- Need to see a bit more of this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to be a bit believable. Inside, no, I still like their relationship uh-huh. um, because it because they're so different. I yeah. think that's the thing. Like, it's not that Vince wasn't good, really good, had really good friendship with the other, yeah, um, with like Roy and Herschel and everything, yeah. but because him and Vince, Nick and Vince, were so different. Yes, I think that friendship meant more Mm-mm-mm. than than the friendships with the others. In well, some ways, I found it interesting that because Vince stayed with Roy and Herschel for multiple holidays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And 
th- their friendship is nowhere near as no, strong no. as with, <laughs> with, with Nick, whom mm. they never visit. No. <laughs> They've never seen his life, right? Yeah. I remember when we were talking about the first book, you were saying, oh, if only the real Nick shows up more. Mm-hmm. But you're saying that the, because you're saying Nick is a fake persona, yeah. right? Yeah. And that Nicholas doesn't get to show mm. up. So you never actually get to see his real character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's interesting that after they lose, after Nick loses his memory, mm. You find out that Nick is yeah. a real person. Mm. Um, that uh, <laughs> that that kind of um, happy-go-lucky kind of kind of yeah. persona, the really annoying one yeah. that is doesn't... actually a part of him as well. Like, yeah, you know? <laughs> when when they were having when Nicholas and Nick was having that conversation, and the way Nick talks, yeah. <laughs> it's like the way that he annoys people. Yeah. He was annoying himself I know, right? for that reason. And you're like, oh, I love this so I know, much. Right? It was great. Like, it was like, it was like, it's like, can you get rid of that stupid glasses? Like, why? I, like, know, I like it. it. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, you know, when Nick says, you know what? I've rem- Now that I've been here, I don't like you very much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now that I see, now that I see myself yeah. as, you know, you were in the first year, I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, <laughs> like, I don't like you. <laughs> I think it's only in this book you can have that conversation between yeah. Nick and Nicholas. I think that's why, like, for us, like, Nick is such a good character to yeah. read. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. Hmm. Um, probably don't need to talk about some of these other ones. Yeah, mm. it's ca- ca- getting a little too long. Long, okay. yeah. Uh, so you can tell from the way we're talking about it that Nick really is our MPV, like yep. you know, in this whole entire book. Mm. Um, um, although I, 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 Alice does have Alice is uh, very important have a special the- part in my <laughs> heart, but Nick, Nick is Nick, Nick, Nick is the main character for us anyway. Yeah, like, yeah. like as much as. The story is kind of centered around Vince, I yeah. guess, at times. Like, for us, yeah, Nick is the main character. Yeah. I, <laughs> I look I wonder forward the, every time he Nick shows turns up. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is why, like, the uh, third book, the start of it, mm. I was like, I need more. Because I know, right? it, it kept on talking about all the other Melbrook students, and Nick is not there. <laughs> and I'm like, come on. Like, <laughs> when is he coming back? We know he's coming back. Know, yeah, exactly. We're like... It's like yes, them having to do you know finding a job. So that's all about. But you know when is when is he coming back yeah, to yeah, the story? Yeah, yeah. Like I need him to be here. I wonder whether that actually is a reflection of us as people. <laughs> like you know, if different people read the series, mm. they'll they'll root for different people. And who knows? Yeah. There's some people who really like Camille. Yes, I'm sure there are. And we probably just can't talk to them. We, we, we those people would not be our <laughs> friends. <laughs> Oh. Okay, so look, um, trying not to run too far, uh, run too over time this time. Yeah. Oh, can I just say one thing? Though? Yeah, like, sure. As much as I did say, I really enjoyed this as an audiobook, and I, yeah, I do yeah, have, yeah. Um, I do have a new appreciation for audiobooks. The one thing that I will say is because there's so many fight scenes, uh-huh. especially in the last book, uh-huh. um, I tuned out so much in the fight scenes because. Okay, in the first three books, okay, the fight scenes are actually not that many. There's usually one or two major fights that you need to deal with, okay? And you can pay attention to that. In the fourth book, 
pretty much every like every uh two months they have a fight and he goes into those fights well they technically in their school rules they have a fight every month yeah and so in that fourth book i must say of the 60 hours i probably would say there's probably 20 hours of his fighting and i probably listened to like you know half of that well, it is a longer book. It could just be they have a fight every two hours in the book, and because it's a longer book, you have more fights. Yeah. <laughs> like, but they didn't really need to be in my mind. I, I don't know. I could. I would have thought that he would. It would have been much better spent on you know doing other stuff. Basically. Uh, fair enough. Fair um, enough. Uh, but that's the one bad thing I think about with audio books because you sometimes can tune out, and then okay. you kind of go like. What did I miss? <laughs> like I, I, you can't just quickly go back and yeah, read I, this. Yeah. I, I have to like rewind and rewind yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly to where I stopped listening, and I don't know when I stopped listening because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> um, you know, it, I think that's the one bad thing. I will, that still kind of happens with audiobook. Uh, yeah, no, that happens with me too. Sometimes, not because I was tuning out, but because they say something, and that leads me to have my own train of thought. And yeah, if yeah. I think about something else, I'm like, wait, wait, what were they saying? I have the rewind. Now, in saying that, when I read a book, I do that too. Mm. When I read a book, I sometimes realize I've been staring at the same word for the past yeah. 10 minutes because mm. I was thinking something else. Mm. It's just less obvious because you've stopped reading. you stopped reading it. That's yeah, so the thing. You're, you're still there. Yeah, your, whereas... your concentration has stopped there. Yeah. So you can pick it up right from that point. Yeah. Whereas if I stopped concentrating as an order book, yeah. by the time I listen back into it, I'm like, oh, what happened? Yeah. Um, I don't know what happened now. Uh, I think someone fight and someone won, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and so I think, you know, that's that's the detriment of, of an order because it yeah. doesn't stop with you. Yeah. It doesn't register that you're not paying attention, so it needs to stop. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe in the future there's like some kind of sensor that they have in your brain. Like they read your brain waves and like <laughs> they realize that you've wandered off somewhere and then they just stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I think... Um, Look, if we were to go on completely about the entire four series, our podcast would last for 60 hours. That's, yeah, that's probably true. Right? Now... Okay, in saying that, what's your favourite book? Of the four books, which is your favourite one? The one where Nick dips Alice and admits <laughs> that he likes yeah. her, like he misses her from, from the summer holiday. I'm actually, pretty sure that that's... I think three? actually book two. Oh, is it? Where was the one where he saved her? Like, you know how she, her dad comes to visit her and she was all looking forward to her dad visiting her and oh, then finds out, yeah, and then finds out it was a bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it was very soon after that, they all went out for, I think it was the Halloween uh-huh. dance or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. after a spring break or whatever break that they have. Mm-hmm. And that was when she was forcing him to tell the truth. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't Nicholas who said that. It was Nick who yeah. said that. And it's yeah. like, you know, you want the truth? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat the phrase because it'll make me sw- squeal. It's, it's just fine. I'll just have this memory nicely tucked in my head and go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I think. What's your favorite book? Uh, so, I thought book two was the funnest book to read. Yep. Because I think it was, it was at that stage where it was still fairly light-hearted. Mm. Um. Uh, and so you have that lightheartedness while reading it, and everything sure. was still, everyone was still very optimistic about let's yeah, graduate yeah, yeah. about yeah, yeah. this. Um, but I think personally, I would say book three was the 
sure. was my favorite book. Yep. I think Big Free just starts to take things slightly seriously. Take, well, it, it starts to explore the world a lot more. Sure. Um, and I think Book Free, because I liked, I liked having Nicholas yep. there. Sure. Because without Nicholas there, it doesn't, it's, you don't see the contrast between of Nick, and, Nick Nicholas. and Nicholas. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I yeah. think that contrast made. Because I like Nick as a character. Yep. I think having seen that contrast makes book three the most important for me. Sure, sure. I mean, like, if we're talking about a whole book in the whole book, mm. then yes, book three is... I would reread book three over book two. Mm. But that scene would make me reread book two over and over and over <laughs> again. Because book three also has Chad and Angela. Yeah. And just seeing Chad becoming more human is quite humorous. Yeah, see, see him be, seeing Chad being uncomfortable is very funny. funny. But also that he understands that he's he's lacking, yeah. so he goes and asks Roy for or know, advice, right? or like to ask, you know, how should I dress, you know, whatever, or like to see Angela put him into shiny short shorts is just it's like, oh, come out, we we just have one I'm look, we just coming. Got... Out. <laughs> it's like in in star wars you know no thank you <laughs> no thank you <laughs> yeah i i think it's funny though if you think about it chat's not part of the the five right in, well he becomes a melbourne he student. becomes a melbourne student but he's not part of the, the five powers yeah. actually i i would say that wait why have we keep on saying five huh we have Alice, Alice. Roy, Roy and Herschel. That's one person. Mary and Vince. I, I see Roy and Herschel as two people. Oh, that's why right, I say right. Five. Five. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Um, but it's funny because, like, I don't have as much associations for either Herschel, Roy, or Mary. No, because they're... Compared to... They what... don't really have that much change. Yeah, like, I, I think <laughs> it's surprising, like... After five of them, like they they don't change as much. Well, Mary doesn't change at all from yeah. my point of view. Like it felt like for me, she knew from the start mm. that she just wanted to be here to help these people, yeah. whom she heard in her mind while they were in the middle of a, a, a experiment, like mm. right, like in in the surgery or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. She wanted to get to know these people. She wanted to be their friends. Mm. That's all she ever really wanted. She yeah. didn't care about being a hero. No, no. and true. Her growth was that she found out she didn't want to be a hero yeah. at all. Like mm. the, the kind of killing and stuff is not something she wanted to do. Mm. She wants to help people. Yeah. That was a change. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, it didn't make it much difference to anyone. Yeah. And it didn't make a grand scheme of difference because... She was still there. She was still there. Like, yeah. <laughs> like she, it wasn't clear that she had that type of... Um, conflict in her own mind no before she realized that we barely see her yeah mm. i feel like yeah like but she was she needed to be there right she's the supportive she's mother the, yeah. hen that yeah you know take cares of everyone yeah but it's just interesting like of all the things that we've talked about like we didn't mention mary we or herschel or, Roy, or, or herschel. like no. they were just <laughs> there there <laughs> Whereas Chad he, had more change than I know. Like, I know, like Chad was interesting to read. Like, yeah, we like Chad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. So I think we should uh, uh, we should stop there. Yeah, sign think, off now. Yeah, you, I we, think we've, we've gone been running a bit too much. Yeah. Look, um, 
highly recommend the book. If you've listened up to this point and you haven't read the book yet, I don't know why you would listen to us rant for an hour and a half about a book that you haven't read yet, Mm. apart from the fact that you love our Our voices (laughs) so much. Um, But uh, really highly recommend you go and read it. Yeah. Really highly recommend reading the uh, listening, listening to the, the audiobook. audiobook. Yes, because the, I do think the audiobook actually adds a lot. Yes, in this particular case. Yes. Now, not to say that the story would be terrible without no, it. No, no, no. no, 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 no. But, uh, but it adds a certain flavor. It does. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, that's it for now. That's it for now. Oh, yeah. Um, we we'll see you in three months' time. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, again, if you want to try to sway our decisions one way or another, write to us and let us know. Um, you can contact us via Twitter at trigger point, trigger point FM. You can email us at questions at triggerpointfm.com. Um, you can see our show notes on uh, triggerpointfm.com forward slash 38. And, um, you know, even though we're going on hiatus, hiatus the website will still be up. Yeah, we'll still, still monitor uh, all like the... Yeah. So let us know and um, we'll see you guys in three months. See you in three months. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye.